Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. My name is Kate Noel and I am struggling with the world right now and I'm struggling with some personal stuff. So I have contemplated going back and forth on posting this week's episode um, or just taking a break, but I think um, this will be a really healing episode for me to just talk about and I've struggled with exercise compulsive exercise myself in the past um, and it's something i work with regularly with my clients so i hope that this helps serve you and can give you a sense of direction and hope especially in a time where the world feels very heavy um, so this is part two of my exercise series um, and last episode well not last episode but the one before that i talked about or maybe it was two episodes ago i talked about signs that you have an unhealthy relationship with exercise and today i'm going to be talking about actionable steps that you can take if you find yourself in that boat of like okay i know i have an unhealthy relationship with exercise now what so it can be really confusing um to and scary to admit that you have an unhealthy relationship with exercise and it's even scarier to do something different and to change up your routine. So I hope that this episode can help you and guide you into just making this change in your life and reclaiming movement as a part of a healthy aspect of your life instead of an unhealthy one. I want to start off by saying I love exercise. I love movement. It is so amazing for health, mental, physical. It is wonderful to have that in life. And I want you to know that if you currently are struggling with food and body, your relationship with exercise will change, but it will change ultimately for the better. Meaning I don't subscribe to the belief that like if you have an unhealthy relationship with exercise now, you'll never be able to exercise again in a healthy way. Absolutely not. In fact, I think that by going through this experience, you can really develop uh, self-respect and self-love and make your exercise you know, in your life even more valuable and meaningful. So just because you take some of these changes today doesn't mean you have to take them forever. Um, so I want you to keep in mind when it comes to compulsive exercise, just like any other compulsive behavior, basically 100% of the time, the way through this is by going into the unknown, into the discomfort, where like the, compuls- the compulsion of exercise is the way to go, right? Like, and by that I mean, by exercising, you're actually avoiding the root issue. Whereas if you take some of these steps, you can address the root issue and then incorporate exercise into your life in a totally new way. Okay, let's let's get into it because I feel like I'm getting a little too abstract. So I'm first going to go through some of my thoughts on how you can 
steps you can take on changing your relationship and perspective on exercise. And then the second part of this episode is going to be actual changes you can make within your exercise like routine or what you're currently doing. So some action steps to take. Number one, unfollowing all Fitspo accounts, like fitness accounts, fitness inspiration accounts, befores and afters, nutrition-related thing, calorie-related things, anything like that, just unfollow them. You can always follow them again in life. You can always come back to them or you can mute them if you feel like you just don't want to unfollow them just yet. But doing that is so important because we spend so much time on social media these days if you are a human being, then you probably do. If, if you don't spend a lot of time on social media, then that's incredible. And I'd love to talk to you more about life because I think that's so cool. But a lot of us spend a lot of time on social media and indirectly, we often follow the people that we want to be like. So by seeing these fitness accounts day after day after day, these exercise routines, these mini Instagram vlogs, these, you know, shots of someone lifting up their shirt and flexing their abs like even if you don't think that's persuading you in some way it is right it's definitely doing something to you it's definitely adding some pressure in your life and contributing to a low self-worth if that's something that you struggle with um so like i said you can always follow them again give them an unfollow for now and just clear your feed from that And you can either replace it with nobody, you can take a break from social media, or you can follow recovery content accounts. And, um, you know, it's up to you. Okay. The next one is a little bit more uh, deep work, but this is to identify your conditions and triggers. So what certain things trigger this compulsive desire to exercise or this need to exercise? If you're super far into this, like you've been compulsively exercising for a long time, it might not necessarily, like nothing might have to trigger you or you don't really have any conditions. But if you're able to, I think it's really important to identify what sparks this intense stress and need to like exercise. Like for example, a lot of people exercise to like burn off calories um, or exercise because they're going to like go on vacation or something like that. So if that's something that is in your mind, what is really driving this, this exercise compulsion? Like really try and be specific about the conditions and triggers that happen. Um, That's hard to do, but it can be really beneficial. Like if there's somebody in your life who you just feel this like need to exercise around them, or if you know, something happens like a work stress or just something that feels unrelated to eating and food and body, then that's really important to notice and just take note of. Um, Yeah. And then kind of the next point and kind of going more into the second point is to identify your fears with changing it up. Typically, you know, this is not everyone, but usually people don't stop the compulsive exercise because they're controlling or maintaining their weight, or they're interested in manipulating their body sh- uh, shape or size, or they're compensating for food, or they just have this like intense lack of self-trust in their recovery. So typically it falls into one of those categories. Oh, also like a lot of athletes, um, they want to have athletic performance. So 
those are some common fears that I feel people have. And a lot of people also just kind of think of exercise, and I was like this too, as kind of their only outlet. And it feels really good to exercise and it feels really good to have that stress response. And I think our society has really glamorized exercise as being strictly productive. And like no one really questions people who exercise as much as they do if you like skip meals or something. So I feel like it's kind of a glamorized more normalized compulsion of our time and that doesn't make it okay though that doesn't make it you know good so identifying the deepest fears um that's something i feel like working with like a coach or a therapist or just having that support in your life could be really helpful because it's not easy to identify but you know let's say your deepest fear with exercise is that you'll gain a bunch of weight if you stop let's dig even deeper. What will happen? What are your biggest fears with gaining a bunch of weight? And that can say a lot, you know, about what the actual root of it all is. Um, and typically like it's, it's, it is, and it isn't about the exercise and it isn't, it isn't about the food and it isn't, it isn't about the body. So I think it's important to understand like what exercise is a symbolic substitute for. Um, and, it's important to know like struggling is a part of your story so you can let go of this intense need to exercise a lot of us avoid um or we purposefully you know self-harm in the form of lots of different ways such as exercise compulsive exercise because we're afraid of not struggling so that's something to kind of be curious about as well um, so really being curious and really asking yourself and doing that deeper work of like, what is actually something I'm scared of? Because it's probably something that's related to uh, feeling out of control in your life, feeling a sense of being unloved, feeling lonely, feeling unfulfilled. Like there's there's definitely something else there. And if you're one of those people who's like, there's nothing else there, I just am, I just love exercise and it's only about the body. It's only about this fine. I just want to say I was in that same boat. And when I started to pursue recovery, I realized there was a lot more to it than I thought when it comes to like the deeper fears and the deeper reasons behind why it was so hard for me to stop exercise. Um, side note, I have a really healthy relationship with exercise now and I love it. So there's hope. Okay. So figuring out what you really need is really important. Okay, the next point is to get support. So this could be groups, um, therapy, coaching, a buddy, anyone, anything, anyone in your life who you can count on to give you that accountability um, could be amazing. And, you know, it helps to have a professional to talk to when it comes to this kind of stuff because there's, like I said, a lot underneath it that can be helpful to work through. Um, and so having somebody else there for you is so important. Another um, step I think is important is to write out all the fitness rules that you follow. So just writing it all out, like what's actually going on, you know? I think a lot of times our fitness rules or our just like food and body rules are just so normalized in our minds that when we actually write them down or say them out loud, they're all of a sudden really weird. I cannot tell you how many times with my clients they talk to me like i ask them a question and they answer it and they say something like wow that sounds really shallow or that sounds really weird when i say it out loud because it becomes abnormal and quirky and weird and strange when we kind of like 
say these things out loud. So just writing them down and kind of seeing them on paper or on your phone or something can be really beneficial because you kind of can see like this rule book that you've created for yourself or that other people have created for you. And you'll, you'll have a healthy sense of self that will be like, what the hell? Like, I don't want to follow all these rules. That's exhausting. So it's really important to just kind of write out all the fitness rules you have. Like some of them I can think of are, I have to burn X amount of calories while running on the treadmill, or it's not a successful workout, or I have to work out seven days a week, or I'm lazy, like all these kind of conditions and rules that you follow. Um, but by the way, none of those are true, okay? Uh, so writing them all out can be helpful as you think of them like throughout the week. Um, okay, the next point is to come up with alternative coping mechanisms. So gardening, art classes, breathing, breath work, gentle yoga, anything that embodies you, anything that makes you feel like you're in your body. Exercise really, well, exercise can definitely numb us, but I think it also can kind of connect us to our bodies. So. Oftentimes I recommend that with my clients is finding out another outlet to connect with yourself and your body that's not exercise. Um, And the thing about the alternative coping mechanisms, I'm going to be really real here for a sec. They're not going to give you the same satisfaction as the exercise will. You are going to have to sit through some major discomfort and unknown territory while giving up this compulsive exercise because it's a symbolic substitute It's a substitute for something else that's going on in your life that you are avoiding. So coming up with alternative coping mechanisms, like spending some time in an art class, you might be like, I wish I was exercising right now. Or like, I didn't exercise today. Like, it's not like it's going to give you the same satisfaction. I think that's important for me to say because so many, I read so many like books and articles and in my, in my school, it's like, come up with alternative coping, come up with alternative coping. And yes, that is crucial. It's also important to know that the alternative coping methods are not going to give you the same satisfaction um, and instant gratification as the exercise will. So I think just keeping that in mind is you're going to be uncomfortable and that's normal and that's okay. And that's where the major growth happens. So stay in that place um, and, you know, and teach yourself that you can survive the anxiety of stopping. Um, that's a really powerful, that's like the most powerful part of recovery is just having this autonomy that you can survive and you can thrive without these rules and you can sit through the discomfort. That's so empowering to know that you are able to, and trust me, you're able to, you got this. So those are just some steps I feel like are pretty tangible that you can take with you. And I know that's a lot of information and we're not done yet. That's a lot of information. So just remember that just take one of those things out and apply it to your life. You don't have to go gung-ho and do all of those things today. Just know that you can always come back to this episode. You'll be okay. You can always just do one thing at a time, take it one step at a time. Um, That is the best and most sustainable thing you can do. Okay, part two of this episode is actual things you can do with your current exercise that um, could yield a healthier relationship with exercise. Number one is to stop exercise altogether until you know you reach a certain recovery related goal, like 
getting your period back or um, being a certain weight if you are underweight. Um, this can be established with like your team, but stopping altogether is extremely powerful. It is extremely hard, but the cold turkey method works really well for a lot of people. And it's sometimes just what we need to do just to see that, oh, my body's not really changing that much or like I'm cool with the body changes or I actually feel so much better when I do exercise. So sometimes just quitting cold turkey is great. And it's nice to have a goal that's that you can kind of work towards recovery related goal that can help you propel you into the future and stay on the recovery track. The next um, change you can do is the type of movement. So let's say you're like running, only running, only doing cardio. That, um, you know, isn't the only type of movement. So there's yoga, there is um, weight training, there's resistance, there's body weight exercises, there's um, Pilates, there's box kickboxing, um, there's lots of different types of movement. So that's something you can just try switching it up. And I feel like that's really, really powerful because it's healthy for the body, right? It's not healthy to do the same thing every single day. Um, it's really healthy to have a holistic approach with movement anyways. So that's something that you can try doing if it's a little bit challenging for you. And the next thing you can do to switch it up is to lessen the intensity. So if you go really hard and um, there's just like a never ending goal for yourself, you're always pushing, 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 just, just lessen the load, like the weight load, the time, how fast you're going, like whatever form of movement you're doing, just like lessening the intensity, bringing it from a 10 to like a five or a six or a seven and just experimenting with, with what that feels like. Um, the next one is to lessen the duration. So this just means do it, doing it for less time, really like do, do it for 10 minutes less. Like let's say you exercise for a long time. It doesn't even matter if it's for a long time. Um, if you feel like you have a compulsive relationship with it, bring the clock back a little bit, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to try 10 minutes less this week or today and then pushing it down even more until you get to a point where you don't feel trapped with like the amount of time you're spending doing it. And then another one is to lessen the frequency. So just spending less days doing it. If you're working out seven days a week, let's go for six. If you're working out six days a week, let's go for five. If you're working out five, like it doesn't really matter the days. Like if you have a compulsive relationship with exercise, it's worth um, looking into just lessening how many days of the week you're exercising. Going to a class or getting a personal trainer instead of like doing your own thing can be really helpful. The personal trainer thing, I'm like, eh, if you have a compulsive relationship with exercise, then getting a personal trainer who's like, like I would say they have to be aligned with like eating disorder recovery, which could be pretty tricky. So I would say like going to a class instead of choosing this like unlimited amount of time that you work out can be helpful for some people depending on the class obviously you know if it was a class that was a little bit more gentle if it's like a super hard class like barry's boot camp stuff it's like okay maybe not but you know choosing i don't have anything against barry's boot camp i'm just saying i heard it's pretty hard i've never done it before so i wouldn't want you to like instead of doing an hour of your own yoga, be like, I'm gonna do Barry's boot camp. You know, that's like a, that's not really this, the trade-off I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, like decreasing 
um, all these things like decreasing the intensity, duration, and frequency can be a lot easier if you have a, a class to go to where you have a set amount of time and someone else is kind of telling you what to do. That can be helpful for people and it brings a sense of community, which is always good. Well, actually, again, it's not always good because I know there are some classes where you, it's like a competition, which I'm like, eh, again, that's not the best. But, you know, there are classes that could be super supportive, I would say. And then the last thing I want to say here is that I, even if this is all you take from today's episode, something I work really close with with a lot of my clients who have this is to actually try and stop the workout five minutes in and halfway through and really establish if you want to keep going. I think stopping the exercise five minutes in and then halfway through can be so healing. Even just stopping, even if you stop and you decide to continue the exercise, if it, even if it's like not good for you, um, just giving yourself a chance to stop is so powerful. So if none of those things I just mentioned sound like applicable to you, like you could really do those, which I think you can, but you know what I mean? If you're feeling overwhelmed by that, try this route of just stopping halfway and stopping five minutes after you start and seeing how you feel. I know that can be difficult if you're like in a class or if you're doing something on um, YouTube or something, but just pause the video or like go to the bathroom if you're at a gym or a workout place and just take a second and ask yourself like, do I really want to finish this tonight? Just checking in, just checking in with yourself and seeing how you're feeling and seeing what messages come up for you. That can be really, really powerful. Okay, that is today's episode. Um, look, y'all, I have been very um, like addicted to the feeling that exercise has given me. It's, it was very tied to my eating disorder. And it is a murky place to be because I don't think a lot of people in the recovery space talk about exercise. And my approach is is that I, I want people to feel empowered with it. And if you're exercising to because you love yourself and you you know don't have these extra particular expectations on yourself, that's a beautiful thing. So I want people, like everyone out there, to feel like, I'm rooting for you to to get to a place where you have a healthy relationship with exercise and it's healing for you. Um, so that's my approach. That's my observation is that I think I think healthy movement is your birthright and whatever that looks like for you is amazing. Also just thinking about great gratitude for exercise and the fact that we can have, we do have the ability to move our bodies. I think that's really what exercise is for it's to be able to embody and appreciate our bodies whereas a lot of us with this compulsive exercise take it for granted and we see it as a way to harm ourselves or hurt our bodies or change our bodies and that is so disempowering to yourself and it's disempowering to the world around you so let's you know be grateful for our bodies they want to work for us they want to operate in the most optimal way possible And by taking some of these steps, you're really allowing yourself to do that. So I give you major props. Um, I know it's really difficult. And I've seen lots of people, including myself, get over onto the other side. And so I'm hopeful for you that you'll be able to do that as well. 
Okay, that was my one on exercise. If um, you're interested in more, don't forget to listen to part one of this, which was a few episodes back. And um, let me know what y'all think. Please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. It means the world to me. It is very supportive for me mentally and also supportive for this podcast in a lot of tangible ways. So it means a lot to me if you would leave me a rating and or a review. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate these this podcast right now. My my life is um, is kind of wild right now. I'm kind of going through some stuff, and this podcast has is and has been very grounding for me. So thank you so so much for listening. Um, I hope that y'all have an amazing rest of your day. You can do this, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take the cake. Bye.